Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the penultimate episode of The Greatest Roll on Earth. That's right, our final curtain fast approaches, and we've been through an impressive amount these past few weeks of adventure and these past few days in the world of Galarian and with the Circus of Wayward Wonders. We've gone from a mysterious but successful opening nights kind of overshadowed by overshadowed by some terrible occurrences to wild animals rampant druids and angry demons question mark there was even a plant that was particularly perturbed everything seems like it's pretty mad at these fine folk over here that we bring onto the show are fine runt actors, our forerunners, our champions, not just of the circus, but uh, seemingly of the city of Aberton. Chelsea's back. You want to start the introductions? Hey, hey, I absolutely can. Hi, everybody. I'm Chelsea Bites, and I am playing Tabitha, your steely-knived bard. And we're going to have a good time. I'm going to throw that on down to Bodie Perp. We're going to go to you this time. Bodie Perp, Boulder Spoot. Uh, I'm Bodie Perp. Uh, I'm Jared. I play uh, the the wizard who really tends to more uh, get up in melee for some reason. Um, yeah. It, it it hasn't worked well. I mean, it hasn't worked for. They've I I I've run into trouble. Uh, my new plan is just to hide behind uh, a splat here. So let's use that as a very smooth segue. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I play Casplat. You're a very southern bellish barbarian. I'm a wall. That's it. <laughs> uh, and I'm Ash Ignis. I am playing uh, Vera, your sorcerer flame artist who doesn't have any fire spells and just makes people smell like poop. That's all I do. Now we go back like, over no, to that way. Go that yeah, way. I can't Let's even contest that, really. That is at least probably 80% of what you've used your magic for so far in this adventure is making people smell faintly of poop for a few moments. Right. But I'm Squidish. I'm your game master who has presented the honestly just horrible series of events that have befallen these perfectly fine folk here who are just trying to run a nice circus. And... Literally everything has gone horribly wrong. If you're just joining us, after our opening night in the humble town of Aberton, finding our ringmaster murdered, we have been dragged into a conspiracy that runs deeper than just this town itself. After our investigations with the mayor, some missing townsfolk, and some very angry plants, you know, at this point, I think we're fairly confident that we should go perhaps give the druids a visit. As we wrapped up last week, the group of you had been checking into Lindell Barn, not too far on the outskirts of Aberton, a decent walk down to the southwest, where you found some more of the discarded shells, husks, perhaps, that these strange worm-like demons like to inhabit all that is left behind of some poor souls 
as well as what is almost certainly the remains of Aberton's sheriff. So hey, mystery solved on that one. We, you know, we put that one together. Uh, she's dead. Oh. After poking <laughs> around the barn, a group of you, I imagine, seeing there was not much more to discover, would have started your trudge back towards the circus grounds. Your investigations within Aberton are all seeming to lead more or less to the same direction. You met with the mayor briefly after your show when he first asked for your assistance. He was confident these druids up at the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning were fine folk and could not possibly be the source of this town's problems, but... <sighs> Maybe he's wrong. Seeing as he himself went there to speak with them a few days ago, was supposed to return, return yesterday afternoon, and we checked in with his wife, and nobody has seen hide nor hair of him since he went off. The Gibby return, Tabitha, having opted not to uh, get involved in any more crap within the town of Aberton and just to focus <laughs> on, you know, the cooking thing for a moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take a breath. I'm sure it would at least be somewhat curious to hear of your exploits. Well, I've taken the time to work on a new dessert. I think I'll call it the baffle. It has these little pockets where you hold my sweet, sweet, delicious honey in them, and it's better than the flat, you know, cake that I make in the morning. It, it actually holds all the sweetness inside, so I'm very proud of myself. The baffle will really leave you baffled, if I'm able to say so myself. Hmm. But that's really about it. Me and Little Chef have just been doing what we do best. Cooking. I cannot recall if that's the voice I left y'all with, but you'll, you'll have to work. You it. did. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> that sounds uh, like my time. You'd left the professor here to attempt to uh, weigh Tabitha over to continuing to aid in this investigation. Uh, well, she, she does certainly seem to be in much better spirits now than she was when the group of you had headed out to the barn. How was that, by the way? I saw some kind of gathering down near the edge of town, but I couldn't quite make out what exactly it was. It looked like a fire at first, but I saw no real smoke rising from it. Oh, fire. Mm. Oh. I'm passing out baffles as they talk. Uh, Vera's sitting at one of the tables and her hands are just in her lap. She's not picking up any food right now. Uh, so, you know the circus... Player character is, uh, we're forgetting the name of the other circus. The Celestial Menagerie. The Celestial oh, you mean menagerie. the Celestial Menagerie. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, totally remember that. Is I need coffee. I need coffee. Uh, they have decided to basically come into our grounds now. Aberdeen's kind of ours, and I'm very defensive of this town. They're here. We're, are, we're here, are here. Um,. I don't know if they're going to stay very long. Because um, Splat yeah. kind of showed them up. 
I mean, you did too. I think all of us did excellent. And also, we had a friend, Tabitha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got eaten by a plant. Yeah, she did kind of get eaten by a plant. She joined the circus let, for a minute. You let your friend get eaten by a plant. Oh, don't you worry. I made it. Plant hit itself. We got her out. Oh, good. Okay, that's. I think she's the sheriff polite today. Oh, oh, she's yeah, the sheriff. We she well, might be. Yeah, she is. We told well, her that she's the sheriff. For the last spare, the last sheriff. Oh, we found them. We found. Oh. We found them. We found a boot. Pieces of her. Yeah. There's no oh. sheriff now. There's, there's no sheriff. Doesn't sound promising. Yeah. Uh. Oh. It... Anybody want any more baffles? I really do. I'll take you. three. Uh, me, please. Absolutely, dear. I was so hungry. Absolutely. My tummy was graveling so much. And I'm so glad oh. that you're finally, like, coming out of the kitchen to give us more food, because it's really great. Wonderful. I, I just had to take a moment for myself, but I came back with new treats. Whatever you'd like, though. If you don't want a baffle, you can have anything else. I am in a dizzy just listening to your stories. So a fire, the, the sheriff in pieces, and oh, probably Did we you should know. You yes, should know them. probably more of those little worm demon things. Oh no! Oh, your face! I almost forgot about your face. <laughs> How could you forget my face? But I don't oh, look at people like, in the eye a unless. Bit more. I don't even like people breathing my air. Oh, oh. <sighs> oh no. did we ever? The splat's gonna like to cover her mouth. <laughs> and as it's, you're looking uh... at Bodhi Perp here, it might have taken you a moment to remember because he does look dramatically better than he did. Oh, uh, it doesn't good. at this point look too much worse than like a bad allergic reaction to some bee stings. Uh, certainly massive progress from the whirls of flesh knitting his shoulder to his cheekbones uh, that he had had previously. Ah, well, you're still getting there, but it looks much better. Oh, wow. So, did we get any news on the, the druids? Did the can druids... You can breathe absolutely! You know I love you in the kitchen, please. Thanks, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to take your air if it's really special. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Pleasure to have we, you in the kitchen. We got some news. Um, the mayor hasn't come home yet. And, I mean, it takes a day and a half, like a half a day to get there, but he's probably dead. And we talked to his wife, and I feel really bad for her, and we probably should go check out the the druids also i have a problem and vera puts her hands up and her fingernails have grown into claws and she looks oh. a lot paler than normal and her hair is a little darker um oh i don't i woke up like this did you get oh you didn't get bitten by one of those demons like Bodhi no. here, did you i'm actually pretty no one's touched me this almost this entire time of us being in this town <laughs> Stop using me as an example. Well, well, I mean, you well, are the just perfect kind of example. at your face. What she at said, least I'm really. not like him, right? 
Am I allowed to do like a check? Like what type of check it, can I use on this? Oh, it's probably it's, occultism it's would be my guess. Yeah. Well, I'll try. So I'll take. It's a, a feature, not a bug. <laughs> it's a, it, it just works. <laughs> she's trying to pick up like the fork to try and have the, and so she just tosses it and just uses her new fingers, her like fingernails to try and eat the waffle. There you go. Yeah, that'll, well, that'll give me definitely... an occultism roll. There, Tabitha, and got a twenty-five. I'll paste it. I, I'd yeah, say a twenty-five, what? and you definitely uh, go. What? What is she? Uh, she probably knows at least a decent amount of this. I'll leave this up to you, Ash. It's your thing here. Uh, what, you uh... can. It seems it's innate to her. Um. You might, it looks a little like a hag, a little bit. Something, <gasps> something hinky is going on. But it definitely doesn't look like a curse, and it definitely doesn't look outside. Oh, dear. You know what, I think I know everything about you all. You go and surprise me. Hmm. Well, I mean... Have you tried a nail file or clipping the things? Yeah. I can bat them off. No, it hurts. <laughs> no. Well, I'll just deal with it. It's fine. And she just like, puts her hands on her on her lap and like tries to look away. If you'd like them painted or if you start to cackle, let me know. And I would love we'll to paint deal it. With it. Uh, absolutely. We'll, we'll take a look at my collection. But okay. yes, I can just keep gather one of the brushes that we use for the, the caravan wagons. It seems more appropriate given the size. You know, Professor. Rude. I think you've been helpful enough. Does it? Ah, I see. Um, right. Uh, then I will just tend to that uh it's right outside there was the thing i and he just continues stammering <laughs> as he just sort of Thank backs you, out of the kitchen <laughs> leaving uh -huh. mm -hmm. just adult adult Ugh. well what's next on the list did oh. you guys find anything else supplies. they said they said it's a half day down so we'll Ew. have to like stay over we came is back it a walk? Yeah, it's a walk. Oh, I do hate walking. I Unless wish we could take horses. horses. I can oh, carry you. Oh, I was gonna say horses, but do we have horses? What would imagine circus? You would absolutely have uh, horses and some camels and several donkeys, perhaps exactly. for Bodhi Perp. You've got an assortment of both. Uh, <laughs> Like, draw animals to pull some of your wagons and your caravan, as well as riding steeds. Okay. We'll need one donkey, and definitely three horses. Mm -hmm. Or two camels. Or a camel. Can we just use the camel? I love the camel. Camels do run. We could, we could do that. Not fast enough, probably. Not as fast, but faster than human feet. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with anything you say. This is too much math. So, so, would would Tabitha know if it were reasonable to take the camels with us? 
Well, you don't know much of the situation at the actual hermitage, and from what you have heard, uh, with it being on the, the absolute cliffside, I mean, it's a druidic hermitage. Theoretically, they're animal people, but even if not, they would certainly take you the vast majority of the way there faster, and then you could find a place to just, like, kind of leash and range them so they don't wander off while you go inside and are self-sufficient uh. enough to last the night. Okay, okay. Well, if you must insist, Vera, you can take your own camel. I don't like anything furrier than me. Oh. I'll take a horse. Ages, I never got to ride them yet. Oh, we have that as this should be the next act. I feel like you could do fireworks while you're riding. I've already thought of that. That's an amazing oh. idea. Let's do that. Full of them. So, we need supplies. Uh, do we have water? Rope? What else do we need? Food. Probably some food. Oh, I've already got that covered. Jeez, I still um, Tabitha was coming, so we had the food covered. No, foods, yes. That is true, that is true. Um, well, we should probably, yeah, get some water. Anyone got some water skins laying around? Yeah. We need any the presents barrels. for the druids or anything? No, I think we're gonna no, they probably murdered someone. They don't get any gifts. Are you sure? I can go pick some sticks up. I already like sticks. We can bring some sticks. Let's, okay, I'll let's get some sticks. bring the druids their sticks. Why not? Okay. The spot's actually gonna oh, just kind of run off like happily from y'all. <laughs> Pick up sticks. Wonderful. <laughs> well, because Splat is grabbing the druids' presents. Um, Bodhi, could you grab us some water? I'll get the food. And Vera, it would be very yeah. helpful if you got our steeds out yeah. front. What time is it? I never even asked. It's probably not late. Noon at worst. Uh, they basically woke I... up, went out, and, you know, a lot of stuff happened very rapidly. <laughs> I love that. It's perfect. All right. We'll be off in the not late day. Even. <laughs> not night. I want to get <sighs> way too much water. Like... Two kegs oh, full. God. Oh no! Strapped Why to the you, side of the donkey. Do this? What the donkey? She was very not specific, and I'd rather over deliver than under deliver to Tabitha. It's water for the day, Bodie. What do you do? At least put one keg back. You'll break the and, donkey's heart. And he's uneven. Then you need to. You need to go get. Please go get some pouches and fill those with water. You're all prepping wildly for this, gathering animals, getting kegs of water, Kasplat's sorting branches excitedly in the distance. Doing the Lord's work. Um, <laughs> the professor comes up to, uh, I imagine Tabitha and Vera as you're prepping mostly in the camp here. Wait, are you, are you you're readying to go now? I... But I, I, by your tales, I thought you'd already uh, damn near been eaten by plants this morning. I, I figured this was a rest and prepare to strike out uh, in the morning kind of situation. It, it's a half day's journey. you not even sure you'd arrive there by nightfall. You... Mm. Uh, I mean, I we do could. feel quite refreshed, but how do you all feel? 
Uh, I could use a nap. Hmm. The mayor but... went yesterday, so yeah. he's either dead or already there. We're not gonna <laughs> make up time on him. That's fair. So, so we're not doing a rescue mission then, we're... You've all truly given up hope on this with an impressive level of rapidity, I must admit. Though, if the druids have either killed him or decided to keep him, uh, whatever their decision, I, I doubt it will have changed by tomorrow. Okay. Well, Besides, I can use him some time for dinner service. I'll do that then. If they have... Skin-wearing worm demons and hordes of angry animals and, well, they're responsible for what seems like basically everything that's gone wrong in Aberton. You, you damn well better be prepared. Well, I'll make the checklist. If you all need to rest, please do. Take your time. I'll take a... Uh, are we going this evening or tomorrow morning? As the professor said, it's probably smart to strike out in the morning. Okay, I'll just sleep normally then. We don't need to have different watches or anything. As you're Probably saying that, because Vlad's running on in. I got lots of sticks! And then she's gonna lay them out on the table. So this one, I found it over um, by the stalls. Uh, and then th this one, this was actually my favorite. Uh, I found it near the, the back entrance. I wonder if somebody dropped it. It's really pretty. Look at it. Oh, Wonderful, because they'll splash. probably really like this one too. I'll go and get like my nice dinner napkins, and I'll wrap Ooh. the blankets Ooh. up in like the cute little like bunny ears and everything. And I'll even get like a napkin ring and put it around each stick, depending on how thick it is. And I'll be like, <sighs> "Now it looks wonderful." For oh, it's so pretty. They're gonna love it, honestly. It's pretty. Skips ever. Gonna pick them all up in her arms and set them in a little. Little side box waiting for to the trip to happen. Wonderful. We will deliver them in the morning. You need to oh. rest, Kasplat. I've actually sat back and thought about you. Professor reminded me about your day, and it was pretty stressful. You started a fire, you watched your friend get eaten, and you saved said friend, and then you proceeded to find more horrific things, so you should rest. You're not wrong. I'll do that then. She's gonna take what? another bite of a baffle? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of a baffle. And then, like, pick an extra up and walk to her room. Alright, good night! Good night! Vera's. I'll be in the kitchen. Vera's actually gonna find, like, a spot, and she got this feather before, and she knows that she needs to bury it. So she's burying this feather. And seeing what happens to it, I'm making a holly bush. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the this is the token, this is, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, as you bury it and uh, set it even under just a thin layer of soil, uh, almost as you set back from it, a winding wooden sprout, uh, coated in a thin, shimmering golden light twists its way, cracking out from the dirt, winding its way around where you had buried the feather and growing up to three, four feet up above the ground. As it expands and as it twists and whirls around, branches uh, 
making their way, wrapping off in different directions as they spread and flower into smaller little leaved sections, many of them sprouting small clusters of very bright red berries. Uh, and over the course of 10 seconds, this has gone from nothing to this full living bush. Uh, about f- again four feet around now in all directions. The golden light that enshrouds it as it expands and grows fades away just as quickly as it appeared, but remains lingering uh, very, very barely visibly, just a little more than a shimmer across the small clusters of berries. Hmm. I'm going to go get Tabitha. Tabitha, Tabitha, I have something to show you, and I'm going to bring her to the bush. Oh, dear, what? It's not a weed. What what is that? it's a... It's a... I had a feather, and I I studied it for a little bit because it felt magical, and it was magical, and it made this bush. And now there's beautiful berries, and I was figured maybe you could bake something with them. I can bake with anything, and I, I'll smell at the berries, and I'll kind of look them over. I'll show them the little chef, and do I, I know what these berries are? Well, you would be able to identify the bush as a holly bush. Which Holly bush. historically is not a great one for cooking, but something is different about these. It's not all of the berries. It's just a small number of them at this point that have retained this kind of incandescent golden energy. Uh, five small little sprigs of them in total, which smell oddly sweet. Even just holding them near your face or little chef, you can almost taste their ripe little fruity tang, and they are quite literally magically delicious. <laughs> oh, I've got to hold that one in. Do I do I know what magical properties? Like, am I able to discern what this aura is? Uh, make me a uh, magical tradition check. Uh, nature, probably. If not, Gosh, you can throw a cultism at. It'd be a little harder. I know you're probably better Ooh. at that. I might be, but I'm kind of terrified to throw it. Oh, would I? Can I use a cultism? You know what it does. I know you what it does. You know what it does. That's true. I'm just going to let Tabitha figure it out for a little bit first. <laughs> Dirty 20. What does that Ooh. do Dirty 20? Uh, you would know that the magic within these berries is not particularly potent. It's very light. Uh, what is left over. They would have some mild necromantic healing properties. I know that sounds bad, but in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, they finally stopped being scared little children writers and just made healing necromancy. Necromancy is not (laughs) conjuration anymore. uh, Healing's not conjuration anymore. Healing is necromancy. Necromancy is not all bad and skeleton reanimating and that kind of crap. Chill touching and whatnot. Um, I think we hit a nerve, guys. I think. We did. <laughs> I think. Conjuration <laughs> healing was stupid. It was necromancy. You're cowards. <laughs> but they got there, so it's okay. <laughs> they actually right. might have some extremely oh. minor healing properties. Um, Wonderful. Normally, this magic would fade in seconds, but you are perhaps 
the greatest cook the Circus of Wayward Wonders, Wonders has ever known. And maybe, just maybe, you could bake these into something that would retain that property a little longer. I pull my sleeves up and I give a glance at Vera and I say, I'll see what I can do. And I'll pick half of them, not all of them. Does it? Does this plant seem like it'll continue to grow? Is this like a one-time thing? At this point, it just kind of seems like it's a plant. Uh, you don't know oh. if any more of these faintly magical berries will reappear, but it is now just a holly bush that lives here at this point of the floor where Ash has set it up. Then I'll take all of them, then. Then we'll go to the kitchen, and we'll get to work. Do I need to do a performance check? I don't think this is a crafting check. Unless your cooking is such an art that it you is would... A uh... My cooking, I have my lore cooking, so I know a lot about... Oh, absolutely, it. you can do lore cooking if you want to do that, for sure. Wonderful, because I just rolled 21. With a 21, the expert that you are in this department, you would be able to cook these five berries into whatever you want to make, five tarts or five helpings of frickin' cobbler that a will tart. retain perfect, the right? minor healing property of the berries, at least for a day or two. I spend all night on this, not kidding. <laughs> I at least spend, I at least go up until like midnight doing this. I wanna work late on it and then I'll go to bed. The Holly Berries came you... to- Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying the Holly Berries actually came in ha uh, handy now. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> it is oh, a weird did. little item for sure. Um, all of you making the decision to rest, perhaps for the better. It's been above the nameplates on the screen here, but I don't know if, I don't remember if I actually mentioned it last week, because I feel like we ended stream, and then I had the thought, oh crap, you guys need to level up, because we have ah. definitely reached third level here. And a night's rest after Ooh. everything you've been through in Aberton is certainly going to uh, solidify the experiences that you have had. Some say that dreams are your minds trying to deal with bits of loose end and errant thoughts into something cohesive and understandable, and well, that's become, I think, second level spells for a lot of you. <laughs> it really did. I'm so happy to have them. I'm excited. Yeah, same me with all those spells. Love spells. <laughs> <laughs> Let's you just get, get to punch things today. very hard now. I just grow new muscles every level. <laughs> muscles on the second bicep. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly there's like something coming out of my neck. <laughs> and one last mm -hmm. thing as the group of you awaken in the morning. Bodie Perp. Wadler Sputes, my boy. You look fine. This uh, strange distortion on your shoulder and the side of your face seems to have disappeared entirely. Leaving, leaving maybe just a slight bit of just minor red scarring on some points where the teeth had actually ripped through, but otherwise leaving no visual memory of the horrible disfiguration that demon had inflicted. That'll show that asshole, Professor. 
But I didn't hear that. Now with the morning to prepare, organize your things, gather around the mounts and your kegs or skins or whatever appropriate amount of water we end up taking, I don't think there's really anything stopping you from hitting the road and traveling northeast out towards the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning. As you were told, it is quite a journey. Uh, a journey of some several hours. And even leaving fairly early in the morning, not too long after the sun crests the horizon, it would be near... Uh, will pass directly overhead by the time that you arrived. Uh, it oh. is a distant, but mostly uneventful journey. Uh, the Isle of Erin here is not a particularly large island, and I imagine it's been most of your homes, or most, if not all, of your life. And here doesn't look terribly different from most anywhere else. It is a lightly forested area, not overgrown, uh, plenty of space around the roads, more rolling uh, pastures and foothills than it is tight-knit thickets of trees. Uh, but as you travel along this path, you would see a couple of things as this road uh, eventually becoming a much lighter footpath that works off towards the very coast of the island, uh, the very extremes of the eastern shores. You would see two things. Off to the east, even from this great distance, you can see the other of the pair of the Starstone Isles here. Uh, not even from this angle looking like an island, given that it is massive enough to appear as if it was an unbroken coastline itself. Off in the distance, spreading as far as you can see down the horizon. Uh, rising up from its edges to a massive spired mountain near its center. Ever-present, but not terribly visible from most of the more civilized areas of the Isle of Erin, as those are mostly out to the west and to the north, the opposite direction. But to your west from here, you would see one of the more interesting features of these two islands, a single spire, a tower, jutting up well over a hundred feet, barely wide enough to look like it could structurally support its own, uh, its own weight, like a needle jutting up into the sky. And even in the light of the middle of the day, you can see a tiny little beacon revolving around its peak. Now, these Starstone Towers, as they're known throughout the islands, are something that surely you would have seen in your journeys to the Traveling Circus, but uh, everybody give me your choice, either a religion or a perception check to see what you might know about them. Because they're, they're just uh -huh. a cool little facet of the Pathfinder world, honestly. I really like them. We're all rolling nice. Yeah, you, I'll let you roll one of those two. Religion or what, sorry? Religion or perception. Cool. Well. I got a nine. I am not Solid. what these are. It is a tower. It is still a tower. Chelsea, how about you? Come on. Got an 18. Oh my god. Is that perception or religion? Perception. Religion um, is bad you, you got a 12? No. What were you rolling, yeah. buddy? It, they're the same. Okay, well, I'll give you religion because we got Chelsea's uh, much better perception there. Without much really to look at, there's very little going on the roads. This far out to the east of the island, there's not even really much travel or traffic that you're passing. The roads are mostly your own. 
you don't have a whole lot to look at other than this tower. And though they've been around, they've always just been a strange little feature of the Starstone Isles. You've never really looked at them before. Uh, the little beacon that revolves around their top is something shared by all, I believe it's five of them throughout the islands. One of which is also very close to your older home with the Celestial Menagerie, uh, way out mm -hmm. to the western end. Uh, they're... Well, you're not really sure what they are, uh, but they just very gently pulse this bright white light, almost like a miniature sun as it flickers, uh, revolving around the peak of this spire. And Bodhi Purple, the 12, you don't know a whole lot about these, but you know that they are believed to be uh, kind of a reverent icon to one of the older gods, Erodin, uh, the god of humanity, the god of human civilization itself, whereas Abadar is the god of you know, society and capitalism. Erodin was more the god of the human spirit and of community and of growth. Uh, you know he's a dead god now, so that uh. that didn't age terribly well. But what those spires were originally for, why they're tied to him, you're not really sure. You would arrive following this footpath uh, at some point at the actual eastern extreme of the island itself. Uh, not with the lands running down gently to a beach or a coastline, uh, but them ending at a very tall, windswept cliffside. Uh, a tree line some 100-200 feet back from the actual lip here, the eastern edge of the Isle of Erin is a sheer wall of rock. This trail goes all, near all the way to the very edge before it turns and winds down to a much narrower cliffside path that looks questionable at best. Uh, with no guides, no handrails or anything, it very immediately drops to an only five foot wide, extremely narrow passage, barely enough for a handcart to pass. Now, your animals are certainly not going to do well on this. Oh, good. Uh, the one day I don't prepare feather fall. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, I guess we should leave them. How far are we from the druid's place? That's the fun part. We don't really know. But at this point, you've been traveling for probably five, six hours. Surely you have to be most of the way there. Uh, but up in the tree line here, 100 feet back from the cliff, there's plenty of space to uh, what seems like fairly safely lose your animals. And it's not a tight enough thicket that there's going to be massive predators rolling through here. It's fairly open. They should hopefully be fine. Well, Kasplat, help me put the animals somewhere safe. And, and we right, just want to explicitly it. do that, yeah. And then once we settle them, then we'll decide the order. Kasplat would have had, like, a little backpack or, like, a bag carrying all of her sticks that are nicely wrapped up so that they're not in her arms, but they're, you know, just poking out here and there. She's very proud of them. All right, where do you want to put them? I don't be wrangled for you. Let's put them in this clearing here. Okay. Uh, I'll make sure that they have 
you know, I've never actually left animals before, so I don't know if it's smart to leave, like, one so they don't run away, but I guess you want them to run if they can run away. You don't want to leave them locked, so we'll just loose them. We'll loose them here in this area. And Do you want me to, like, tie it loosely so that in case they gotta run, they can run? But they can't get What's away a- if they don't need to get away? You would have... So you're a traveling circus, so this is not your first time having to deal with a bunch That's of animals on the road. You would, you would have, like, very long lead lines uh, that you can oh, either leash to okay. a tree or to, like, pythons in the ground. They give them plenty of space to move around and graze. And you would know that generally the Isle of Aaron is not large enough to support predator, much in the way of predators that is going to be a threat to, like, horses and camels. Just, just these pythons. <laughs> well, they're very I, I pet... out of the ordinary, for sure. <laughs> I pet your horse and I say, it'll be back soon. Don't get to have see it. We'll tie them very, very loosely. Just have long leads. Yeah. Yeah. These these long leads, whether you tie them to a tree or to a python in the ground, are not strong enough to prevent an animal that really wants to get away. So if something comes, they can absolutely still just snap them and bolt. Okay. You're not well, leaving okay. them here as a sacrifice to the druids, demon bears, or whatever. Where should okay, we go from go ahead. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at this cliff. Let's see. I mean, I'm the smallest. Okay. So I, it would make wondering... sense for you to go first. Yes, what so if we... If gives way. I was gonna say, what if we tie a rope between all of us, and so if one of us falls, we can grab the other in case. Well, I'm, I'm not. Anchor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Cause if we all go down, you probably could hold us all up if we all fell. Oh, I got you. I'll never let you go. But yes, what if Casplad falls? Yes. Well, there's three of us to hold uh, her. Would never. Firstly, <laughs> I cannot hold you all up. Oh, Maybe goodness. you should be in the there's, middle. There's then. no if of Kishblat falling. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm glad to hear it. Um, honestly, I don't. I'm not an expert, and we've done trapeze acts. We've done all of these things, but I've never had you guys dangle on the edge of a cliff. So, hmm, it would I'm be pretty... smart for us to secure ourselves. Yeah. Um, I I could. Go first. Um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good on my feet. Um, I can avoid Wonderful. things and kind of point them out if I see them. Then I'll follow behind, and Bodhi, you follow closely behind, but not too close. And Kasplat, you will be our anchor. It is a very you. important job. You will keep oh, us anchored through this. So. I'll get to tying. We'll tie ourselves together with our rope. Once you're all spend a couple of minutes to make sure that you have this uh, group lead properly cinched and secured, the five of you, or four of you, are all anchored together. Uh, but primarily, I imagine, anchored to Kasplat. Everyone else kind yeah. of being moral support here and really just you know, <laughs> hoping if anything bad happens because Blatt's got the rope. Oh, yes. Watch your step. <laughs> oh, no. And so, and so you proceed down this narrow passage. 
though this trailhead, again, quickly narrows down to about five feet wide, it sometimes feels like mere inches, even though you've realistically a decent amount of space to either side of you. Uh, the sound and the sights of the tumultuous seas crashing into the rocks 50 feet down below off of the edge certainly makes it feel much less secure than it is. As the waves crash, uh, you are occasionally peppered by light mists of sea spray that are carried on the wind all the way up this cliff face, adding just a little bit of extra flavor that all of the rock and the path here is a little bit slicked with this salty moisture. Can I press a digitation it away? You you can press the digitate like a space in front of you as you go, uh, but it is like the waves are continuing to come in, so it is okay. near constantly replacing this for the rest of the party. And it's not like you're getting soaked. It's a very okay. fine mist while it reaches you 50 feet up. It's just sort of settling. So it's not just slicked with a half inch of water. It's just a little bit. Okay. Uh, what surprises you, perhaps, as you start to make your journey is even after only a couple of couple dozen feet as this dips down, not at a steep angle, but at an uncomfortable one, uh, and the cliffside rises up next to you, back up towards the clearing where you left your animals, is the force of the wind blasting along the side of the island, howling up this trail against you as you proceed. Uh, careful. Uh, it's it's starting to get kind of... And I'm, like, relaying as I'm walking. Like, I'm shouting back over the sound of the wind and the... Um, the waves trying to be like oh, pointing out where there might be some kind of issue for people. I look like a stressed cat with, you know, hairs on my ends, but I'm just like, I'm doing it. <laughs> you guys look back and, and Bodie's just in like a full climbing kit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? He oh my bag he has and he just pulls out, oh, I got what I need. And he's like, oh from the harness, and he's got like crampons, and he's got a grappling hook dangling from his side. He's ready to go. You're putting pythons into the wall next to you as you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are, are you looking? aren't you? Great. Are you looking splat? <sighs> She's just watching her friends. Trying to like, is it a rope? Did we ever determine what it was we wrapped around us? Probably mm-hmm. a rope. I'd imagine Probably you guys have plenty of rope. Hopefully it's a tough rope. But with it wrapped around her waist, she's kind of holding it uh, at her waist side. And that way, anytime that they need to move forward faster, she's like tugging at it so that none of them fall. <laughs> Thank you. Thank goodness. We help the horse. <laughs> oh, thank I'm you. Moving down this trail, at some points it widens a little bit, giving you a bit of an edge of comfort, and at some point it narrows yet further. Uh, you can see two narrow, shallow ruts that are worn just as barely as divots into the stone, where surely the wheels of a handcart pass by, and the utter madness of 
pulling a handcart down this trail seems beyond insane to you. Oh, a brave sort. Fortunately. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, or somebody not very smart. Not as well. Fortunately, terrifying as it may be, the cliffside trail itself does not prevent any, uh, present any major challenge to a group that is steady on their feet and paying attention, which I'm sure the four of you very much are as you make your way down. It doesn't proceed very far either. Uh, working its way down this gently winding convex path on the cliffside, preventing you from ever seeing more than a dozen or so feet in front of you. Uh, only for maybe 200 yards. It certainly feels like at least a mile in passage uh, before it truly starts to open up and widen to 10, then 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 feet out. Going from a narrow trail a much larger open cliffside platform. At this point, the wall next to you, cliffside extends up about 40 feet overhead to where it breaks onto the island, and drops down on the outside another 40 to the ocean below, though you can put some decent distance between you there at that point. And almost immediately as it really starts to open up, the wall kicks inward much more, giving you the view of a structure built into the front of the cliffside itself. Uh, two structures, as a matter of fact. One, built into where this almost concaves in, looking like a very shallow natural cavern uh, that, from which juts out the front of a building made of stone, blackened and several places, uh, looking as though it was struck almost with siege weapons or spot fires along its surface. Uh, and a little bit past that is a much smaller, more traditional-looking shed built into the far wall made of a dark and thick wood. Uh, behind the shed, the wall of the cliff comes out to meet the edge of this landing, ending the passageway. This is all but certain to be the hermitage of blessed light and set right in front of it on this wide stone plateau are two strange little creatures. Uh, they're little's a bad word. They're pretty girthy. Uh, these things are maybe about nine feet around and seven or eight tall, looking like a massive warty, lumpy, pale frog. Just sat on the frog side. Frog? How big is it, did you say? About nine feet across, and its uh, its back arches for six feet off the ground. It's a real big frog. That's a big frog. Um, That's a monster. <laughs> one of them is set towards the edge of the cliff. Uh, it's, ba it's, a, it's lumpy back turned to you looking out away out over the ocean. Uh, the other one's a little bit behind it, sort of profiled towards you as you approach. And you can see it's got a real wide yellow eye 
must be as large as any of your heads. And they have massive, blackened, uh, what look almost like spined eyebrows jutting out at a huge arc above their eyes. And it's that one. This is going to be come around the corner. It turns its head just a little bit to look your direction, revealing two enormous walrus-like fangs jutting out from mm. its maw. Oh, no. They don't move to attack you or anything, but it has certainly looked over and seen you. Vera does not move. Yeah, do I know what they are? Uh, make me a nature check. Of course. Anybody can throw... Yeah, it is just an animal. Any yeah. of you can throw I a don't. nature check. It's a I seven. Know. I don't know it at all. Know. It's a uh, big freaking frog. Uh, with a dirty 20, uh... Uh, these are not super un, not super uncommon. They're uncommon animals here, uh, but they are more coastal cliffside dwellers. Uh, this is a slurk. A slurk is largely exactly what it looks like. It's a real big ornery fat frog. Um, ah. Regardless of their size and their terrifying fangs, they're not typically a problem uh, throughout the island because they're like they don't move really. They have their little pods and their little turf, and they kind of just hang out there. Uh, but what you would know that they, if provoked, are quite dangerous, and that they are very territorial. Ooh. I don't okay. know that, but... They're like walrus so, frogs. Yeah, I, I don't know what... Uh, yeah, here's the picture from the second edition while I was throwing the Discord. I don't know if there's a way to... Pop that up on the screen if you want, but this is this like, ugly boy here. You'd have to throw I like in the first one. I can just throw first in the chest and they click off if they want to. Um, how did, did they like climb oh, on the walls or what? How'd they get down well, here? Cause, we couldn't. Because Splat would also know that they excrete a truly incredible amount of a very thick, viscous slime, uh, almost like sweat to them that coats their entire body. Uh, oh which is extremely thick and sticky, uh, but also corrosive. Not enough to like hurt your skin. Like it's not acid. It's not gonna damage you, uh, but enough that you can always tell you're near a slurk lair because you can see it in the ground and the cliffs where slurks have passed because their belly grease erodes away the stone and the dirt. Cute. Y'all, I would, I would get too close to the slime. That's a slurk. I've never seen that. I've never it seen failed. that. I don't know. And they're blocking mm -hmm. the path. Ugh. Can we climb over them? Maybe, maybe I, I don't know when it touches. Ask them to move. I don't Do speak, speak to animals. Don't I speak don't speak abyssal, but not slurk. <laughs> do you, so, Kasplat, do you know a way to get rid of them or anything? Do you I know a way to get rid of it? them? Yes, do they like something? Uh, to eat? Again, there's. the. I guess Kasplat would know that they mostly eat fish and are uh, sometimes Ooh. a bit. Again, kind of territorial and cannibalistic. Other slurks that aren't part of their pod, uh, as well as really any large, like, cliffside or sea-dwelling creature they could fit in their stupid little mouth. 
Uh, they'll pretty much eat. They are not so pig boys. Bodyperp, absolutely, they eat bodyperp. Oh my. Blackfish, usually. But, um, I, will, I don't see any fish around here. Wait, did you bring I'll, any? I did bring fish. I absolutely did, and I'll press to digitize fish out of my bag. A nice prepared fish, if it needs to be specific to my cooking lore. But raw fish so you, do. Are you prestidigitating out of your bag, like pulling it out, or are you making a fish with prestidigitation? I'm making it, but I'm pretending it's Make coming out of my bag. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, as you pull it out, the fish you create w- would look kind of clearly to everybody uh, like a fish, but kind of lumpy and congealed and sort of just made of arcane putty. But it looks like so a fish. arcane putty. New band name. Uh, right? It's a really good band name. Uh, they, they probably won't be able to tell the difference. They don't look like terribly intelligent creatures. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll wave the fish in front of their face and I'll, hello, slack thing. And I'll toss one over their heads if I can. Okay. So uh, you're a good like 30 feet back from You got some distance between you as the, the one nearest you here is just the one sort of with an eye turned towards the group. Oh, this whole time I thought we were on an edge. I lied. No, it, it really opened up. Oh, okay. it really opened up. Okay. But they are directly in front of, well, both of the buildings here. I see. I see. Mm. I will. Then I'll walk forward instead and wave the fish and see if I can gauge their, int- their tension level. As you they get, focused on the fish or me? As you get about maybe 20 feet out from the one that was closer to you, uh, that was looking your direction, turns around and kind of waddles, not super fast, but pivots your direction, pushing himself up on his front legs, and you can literally see, like, Elmer's clue between his chest and the ground as he stands up. And he just opens his mouth wide enough that you could easily just walk on in there and just holds it open towards Aww. you. Uh, make me a nature check. They're tamed. <laughs> I would hope so. I've got a 13. A 13? Yeah. Seems tamed. Oh! Um, I'd throw anybody the fish else in its that's- mouth. Anybody else trained in nature want to throw one, too? I'm not. Can I still do one? Only we have got a nine. ranger. I know. They look like very nice nice boys. They look like very nice boys. Um, you throw the fish out. He's got a big old mouth. It's not a hard target. Uh, and your little arcane putty fish just sort of disappears into its maw. And, uh, silently just smacks into its mouth and it snaps its lower jaw up from the ground kind of spraying out a bit of this belly slime around as he does like tosses his head back and forth as he kind of chomps 
uh, which gets the other one's attention. That oh, waddles the around from the cliff and turns, clearly looking at the other slurk, trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> Moving itself around, trying to get food. the position here. Is that a door? I look back at everyone and I say, go, run. There's a door directly in front of you here. And there is the other smaller uh, shed that is just past them on the other side. I tell them when I get them by the edge to make it for the door. I never ask okay. if these things move fast. Find out. <laughs> I'll, move, I'll move right here with more of this fish. Can I move here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll try to bring him over with the fish first. You press the digitate up another fish here. And yes. this first slurk still moves up towards you as the other one's just moving around looking at the first slurk. And they make this, the second one's making this guttural, not opening his mouth, what sounds almost like repeated deep belching, for lack of a better way to describe right. the sound towards the first slurk, who again has his mouth all the way open, tusks bared towards Tabitha. Wonderful. Great. I'm gonna make my way a little bit closer. I'm gonna go here. Uh, actually, I'll go here. Uh, As you and move I want... up to uh -oh. there, make me an acrobatics check. Acrobatics? Ooh, okay. Acrobatics. I have not rolled well. Okay, hold on. I'm, I need to re-roll. Uh, I have a sawbuck, so I'm going to do it again, because I haven't rolled above the 10 <laughs> all night. Dude, your rolls are very sad right now. What is happening? Please do better. Okay, an 18. <laughs> nice. As you step exactly here, uh, all of you would see Vera slip uh. as... All of the ground in front of the doorway here is coated in this slurk goo. Uh, no. And you see her <laughs> slip, Tabitha, and you look down and see that you have moved exactly on the edge of it everywhere you tried to go. <laughs> Quick question. But an 18, you hold your footing just. Okay. Just. Are they still mad to me? They what? I assume oh, yeah, we untied right. the rope. Great. Right? I assumed. We, I, I figured that I, I guess untied herself. I did forget about the rope. Yeah, I don't I think she can get that experience. Am I being dragged? No, not at all. It's a good question. I assume you could have removed it once everything expanded out to a much larger platform. You've had the space for a little bit. Also, another um, question to the GM. Um. I don't know if you you can answer this now, but whenever if we kill them, does the goo go away or will that be there? I don't. Know. Like is that an obstacle we need to foresee? <laughs> is the slime that is coating the cliffside tied to the life force of the frog? Yeah, don't like does know. it like get absorbed into an ether? I don't know. Um, it it looks like the ground here has uh the stone's been eroded enough 
that there is like a thin layer of this slime, but it's also just extremely smooth. It's almost like ice. Just uh, with your nature checker before, you would know this is this is something that is common around slurk nests, just from them having been here for a while. Uh, it probably will not go away immediately where the slurks okay. do spontaneously explode. Cool, 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 cool. Oh. Uh, cause Splat's gonna make sure not to get too close. Reach your hand out to help out. Thank you. Oh, I'm gonna take her hand and like get up and just like prestigitate my clothes because that's disgusting. You didn't fall all the way down with an 18, fortunately. You like slipped on the on the slime there, but you kept okay. your footing. Okay, I didn't go down. Okay. Um, I'm then. Well, then I'm holding your shoulders. Thank you, <laughs> stabilizing me because I'm gonna need it. It's gonna be one of those nights. Um, could I? I'm not very strong. I'm averagely strong. Could I take out one of my ration containers and throw it as far as I can behind? So like, I don't know how to ping. I don't remember how to ping. Um, it's just click and hold. Oh, like over here or like over there? Would that um, be possible? As you go, yeah, I mean, as you, you can, that's like 30 feet. I'm sure you can fling a small container 30 feet. Um, it's okay. not that far. Just pitching it as hard as you can. It's not gonna be accurate. Uh, but yeah. as you reach in to pull that out, the slurk in the back moves over. Oh, and no, you see no, it rise up and turn its attention towards the group of you over here and does the same thing, opening its maw all the way to the ground, exposing its big old tusks. I'm gonna throw Tana, it behind what it. <laughs> what are you doing? Is this Vera's fishing for this? You see them over there doing some stuff. You got your prestige fish. Press the vegetation. Press the vegetation. Oh, I love that. Really cute. Tabitha said, uh, "Run to the door, right?" Yeah, I did. So, if you like, can. I, I just feel noticed like the slime. Be field. behind and just running for the door. Like just slipping be damned. Yeah. Based on what I know of Bodiper, he does what Tabitha says, so... Oh, God. Make me an acrobatics check, Bodiper, as he just takes off running. What a day. Uh-oh. Athletic, or acrobatics, is pretty solid. That is a uh, 27. Oh. 27, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, and you see Bodie. To skitter across this like it's nothing up the door here. Making his way up in the blink of an eye. Uh, but this slurk moves right up to him. And you hear this low guttural rumble. Like a car engine coming out from this. And Bodie getting a, feeling a little bit of that sea mist. is a thicker and stickier all of a sudden on the side of your face here. Uh, Tabitha, what are you doing as this is happening? Oh, little slack thing. Look back this way. I, I try to get more fish in my arsenal. I want to get their attention. Is that possible? Um, make, Is that like a make me a performance check. Performance, yeah. That is a 27. A 27. You very much got the front one's attention here. 
27. <laughs> Gonna critically succeed. You hold the attention of the second one back over as well, as it sort of sprays a bit of spittle across Bodhi here. Ugh. Waddles back over, turned towards you, now realizing what the first one was looking at. I have fish! And I'm just, like, waving them like fans. Like, I'm like, come eat slathings! Dinner time! I, and you, I'm looking over at you guys like, get to the jewel, but safely I'm, don't slip! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, is there an action that I can take that, like, I can, like, is it, like, sneak? So I don't slip? It's not slipping is just acrobatics here. It's just your okay. ability to keep your balance on this. It's it's like an incredibly thin, like slick layer of ice, basically. Can I can okay. I help with that rope? Like if we toss one end, we literally like You can definitely try to aid her because you're already at the door. You can like reach a little a handout to yeah. try to steady her. It's pretty low, but I mean it's better than nothing for sure. So uh maybe yeah. an acrobatics uh... to aid. Jared, and then Vera Gamir's. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna use my last Sahobuk. <laughs> I am- I am having a night. You dice are sad, and they're upset with you. I- I don't know why! Okay, 15. I'm out of Sahobucks. I rolled a 9. I don't know what I'm adding to it. I think it's flat, right? You're acrobatics. Okay, so then we're at uh, 17. 17 of 15, Vera's slipping here. She can't seem to get enough steadiness to, to move comfortably, but that's not, you're not going to fall down. You're just the, the guy snow shuffling, <laughs> trying to keep your footing here. <laughs> okay. You're not, you're not going anywhere. You're just trying not to fall down. Why are they doing that? I'm, I don't know how to fix it. There we go. Uh, okay, not so moving. I want to get, get... You're still over there. I'm still over there? Either yeah, you're the... just not falling. Oh, so I'm stuck in place? Oh. Yeah, you're, you're, it's everything you can do to keep your footing here. Gotcha, Moving okay. is another step. Uh... what, maybe... Can you go ahead? I am not... I can't... I can't do anything. I can't move. I try to see pick her, her up. slipping and sliding <gasps> in front of you. Carrie. I'm sure you can just pick her up. You're just <laughs> I'm sure you can do that. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Do I have your consent to pick you up? All the time. Anytime you want. Okay. She's going to reach around you and kind of like, whoop, light as a feather. And you're just kind of like sitting on her arms. And she's like, all right. She's going to try to get to the door. <laughs> See these slurks moving in on Tabitha here, getting closer. An All acrobatic right. check is flat. <gasps> Whoa, 19! <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> I'd be terrified. The 19. You would be able... Uh, it's not... You're, you're slipping and sliding here, but you would be able to just physically carry Vera over to the door Bodhi Perp oh, I set you down thank you you're welcome wonderful I am like physically there. relieved by this 
So, if they're done, I'm going to throw the fish uh, near the near the slurk so they have to like scoop it up or whatever. And then I'm going to try to make a run for it as well. Let me see. Can I It's going to be it might suck, but I want to go from here to here. Have they tried the door? They're all just kind of gathered around the door looking back at you with prideful smiles, I think. I'm so proud of all of you. We're out the door. But, but I'm going to try to join them at the door. I'm going to actually, I'll throw the food here if, if that'll keep them distracted. Awesome. Yes. And then I'll jump I'll on your little putty way. fish. Wonderful. Make me an acrobatics check, Tabitha. Oh, great. Let, for some reason, I'm a cat, but I'm not acrobatic. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. Let's roll. Oh, 16. You've got the 1d6 bonus thing, too, as well as... I the... drew. I drew. I should, I should add it, because it seemed like an 18 was was not good enough, so I'll do that. Is that my saw bug? It's your ace note. Ace no- let me use that. Saw bugs are a hard please. re-roll. That, nope, let me do an ace. Yes, please. And that I'm gonna roll... That's 16? Yep. It, it didn't pass, right, with that... Yeah, We both know so. 16's not doing it now. <gasps> I rolled a 6! So that's a, uh, that's a 22. 22, however, is definitely doing it. As Tabitha quickly slips, slides her way through the slurk grease, as the two of these slurks pounce on this little putty fish you've thrown out. And uh, very quickly, you see them kind of headbutton and slapping each other <laughs> out of the way, trying to get down to this little thing. Uh, in a state Aww. of more confusion, perhaps, than uh, actual aggression against each other, but they're, they are very well distracted for the moment. Try the door, please. Does it open? Can I try the door? Open the door. Can I just smash the yep. door open if it doesn't open? <laughs> <laughs> the door, the door absolutely opens simply. And you can pull, door. pull open, uh, what would be uh, a door seeming to be made of the same a charred stone as most of the outside of the building, letting the group of you slip inside the hermitage, away from these big, angry frog lads. There! I could be perhaps. a gentle person. <laughs> Not to kill perhaps it's a good opportunity to take yes. a, a break. Oh. This feels yes. like a good spot for a midstream break. We've done it. We've solved the problem without immediate violence. I'm proud Yay. of you, my friends. We have done it. Thank you. Feel, I feel empty inside. Whoa. I didn't get to murder anything. It's disappointing, I know. They're too cute. They're like seals. Exactly. They're like yeah, very that. ugly seals, yes. Yeah, they're <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> they're terrifying, but they're kind of cute. They're just, you know, the ugly cute. They're dumb enough yeah. to love them. Yeah. They, 
they have two intelligence. They are not smart creatures. The slayers. Wow. They are very dumb boys. But as you get inside the entryway of the hermitage here, um, this elaborately carved stone door, the smallest of your concerns as you make your way in uh, to an almost cross-shaped atrium supported by four inner pillars. As we stepped inside the threshold, this fantastic entryway here, and it is intricate and impressive. Something about perhaps the state of the place, the things that have happened here, maybe just the latent magic contained within this druidic hermitage is causing some strange effects across Tabitha and also Kasplat. Tabitha and Kasplat, you want to roll me a d20 and we can see what exciting things befall you? Oh, yeah. What is this? My bit. I got a seven. Uh oh. That's so fitting for Kasplat. What do you get, Tabitha? A seven. Oh, that was your seven. I thought that was uh, a. <laughs> she can I have mistaken. it. I mistake. If it's good. Grade, you want twelve? That's ultra hilarious. So, what did you get then, Kisplet? Twelve. Twelve. What a plus one you there because we've had that one and I forgot to replace it. So I'm gonna call it a thirteen. Uh, as you walk. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Really <laughs> as you walk into this front chamber here, uh, I imagine Tabitha last in the door, quickly shutting this behind you, putting this stone barricade between the group of you and the strange slurks outside. She turns around oh, yeah. to see the room and face the rest of the party, and you all see that a very apparent change has overcome Tabitha's face here. Now, uh, she's normally got some little whiskers cat-like creature as she is but those appear to have either thickened or intertwined or something as what is present upon her face now is definitely no graceful feline whiskers uh, but a massive 12 inch wide handlebar mustache intricately curled at the tips Spreading far out to either side of her slender face. Right. Oh, oh that was very sticky business. Uh, what, what are you all looking so, at? You, I think you stepped into some magic or something because... You, what? What magic? Is this something uh, on Humongous! Me? Humongous? You have a... Beard that's almost rivaling Splats. I like it. Oh, I think you look great. Oh, Ooh. well. I'll be careful how you react now, Tabitha. Uh, it's so different, you know. It, I, you keep a you clean. Do this. It feels good. Yes. And as Kasplat starts to stroke her beard. Uh, you see, seemingly from nowhere, a small green shape hit her in the face and quickly bounce off onto the floor. Uh, limbs jerking outward as it bounces to jump away, a small little green frog 
seems to have materialized and hit her in the face. Ouch! Who did that? What do you keep in your bitch? You feel another one drop onto your shoulder and just sort of sit there. Uh, oh. oh, it's cute. Little rags. Little oh, baby slurk. Pets again. Is it a baby slurk? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a very slurk. tiny little slurk. Fangless, <laughs> it's grease a little more than, a, than an oily film. It's so cute. Adorable and disgusting at the same time. Oh, so, Tabitha, is your death perception going to be messed up? It feels so weird. Like, everything... It's so heavy, but also I can feel more? Oh. It's really strange. Yes, I, I think I can manage. I tried to pluck one off. Does another one grow? The whole one whisker? Is this one little whisker? I don't know why my brain thought one half of the mustache, like grabbing and <laughs> yank the whole handle. Like a band aid. <laughs> just rip oh, it no. off, like you won't feel it. <laughs> it's it's quite thick. Uh, pulling off a single hair, it's almost impossible to tell if anything has immediately appeared to replace it as another frog, seemingly nowhere just bounces off of the top of Kasplant's head, uh, tumbling down oh. her front on the floor before her as it hops away into a corner. Oh, Where are you going, Look. little buddy? Can I chase it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the oh, don't, Why is don't there so fall. many? Is this our nest? Do they nest? Kasplant, what are the, the oh. those those things outside do? Is it, are these their babies? Uh, well, the frog I mean, bounces off farm. her back as we chase it in the corner. <laughs> You're gonna find their oh. their place of living. Oh, wonderful! I'm gonna chase the frog. How did she get the babies on her? <laughs> Come here, little oh. babies. <laughs> I'll look around and see. I'll help catch the frogs. <laughs> right. You. Well, they do. You that. try to help the splat gather up these tiny little slurklets. But as you do it, as fast as you can gather them, they keep the just they seem to just keep appearing. Not sure from where you're in a building, but they just keep coming from out of the frame of your vision. Some of them flying in from the side and just bouncing off of Kasplat, several of them seeming to be almost magnetically attracted to slapping off of her face at the top of her head. Uh, bouncing off of her back as she bends over to pick some up, and there's very rapidly nearly a dozen little slurks hopping across across the floor here. Uh, obviously, think... quite distracted now. I think they imprinted on you. <gasps> no, I think they imprinted your mom. mom. You know, yeah, we their mother. Oh, come little babies, come here. She's just looking on the floor at all the frogs. Come on, I'll be your mommy. She's gonna kind of bend the... down, like, nurturingly close to them, to the <laughs> ground. It's like this hulk of a figure, like getting to a, a small of a frame as she can. <laughs> There's more of them occasionally still just plop off of you at random, some of them sticking and some of them falling off them on the floor. Together. <laughs> oh, another one. Come here. But as you collect your frogs, Tabitha looks at the room and truly this entryway is uh, spectacularly intricate. Uh, the tiling across the floor is a light blue uh, streaked with little bits of white on one side. And a uh, 
middling gray, uh, streaked with darker whorls throughout on the other. It's not an even split half and half through the middle. They blend into each other in a wavy divide that twists its way from the front door uh, towards another door at the back end that leads deeper and surely must be behind the cliff face itself. The four pillars of this chamber are similarly immaculately carved uh, with incredible stonework. The two on the blue section of the floor into large, winding, forked sprouts of coral, and the two on the right, like the trunks of trees. Oh. What a description. Are you both not chasing frogs? And I think with Bodyperp's idea, we probably like have the barrel of water and just start putting the frogs, and we can attach it to Splat's back. Wonderful. Like a backpack, if you want. Tank of frogs. Very smart. So you don't have to try and carry them all. It's collecting frogs. I still have my backpack of sticks too. Oh, <laughs> do you want them in the backpack or in the barrel? Yeah, maybe they'll like the nature. In the yeah. Backpack. Mm-hmm. And they'll feel close to their mother. That's me. I'm their mother. Don't yeah. forget that. It's like me with the duck all over again. Love it. All right. Well, we should move along. Do I see any? I don't. We don't see any people, right? Like, is, is, you don't see anybody in this initial atrium. No, it, it's quite large. Uh, probably thirty okay. feet from this door to the inner door at the far side, and again, it's cross shape and two wings off to either side, uh, where there are some benches resting against either of the far walls, uh, with small coat racks and end tables around them. Uh, The bench on the left side of the room on the coral side, carved almost like a breaking wave as the seats flanked with shells as as armrests on either side. And at the opposite end, uh, what looks to be, it almost looks like a petrified trunk of an entire tree that has been carved out, uh, sprouting around with these budding branches for armrests on the flanks. I want to admire the craftsmanship of this tree and these chairs. I want to observe and look around the room a bit. Okay. Um, roll me a perception check. Absolutely. And why don't... be a 13. Well, she's looking around. Kisplet uh, and uh, Vera, you two want to roll me a nature here. I'm curious how happy your new little froglets are. 17? Pretty happy. You got some pretty happy little froglets. I got a six. Can I just not roll tonight? (laughs) (laughs) You know... Because, Splat, you find them kind of easy to gather up into this barrel here, almost because they seem to be like frantically attempting to get away from Vera specifically, and will absolutely come directly to you to get away from her. Vera, you're scaring my babies. I'm sorry. I woke up and today I just feel creepy. I feel creepy and cursed today. These happened and I just want to go back to bed. Don't don't scare my slurklets. I'm sorry. They call me their mom. I gotta protect them. I'll take like two steps back. 
I'll look back to Vera and I say, most people who react to you, it says more about them than yourself. Don't take Excuse it too personally. These are my babies. Are you going against my parenting? Oh, goodness. Kasplat, you've been a mother for five minutes. I'm the best mother this earth has ever seen. I think that's fair. That's probably true, but we need to be gentle with Vera at the moment. And I slime all She's over been them. holding up some circlets. I gotta be gentle with the babies. <laughs> you gave her frog for the she cares about right now. What's <laughs> the name? So sick. Oh no. So sick. Yeah, you gotta name them now. They're your babies. How you many do I like have? Them. I will think of um, names. Um, nineteen. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I got nineteen babies, so I'm gonna name them. She's gonna kind of just sit in a corner with her little frogs while y'all do stuff and name them all. Give me a bit. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> well, Tabitha, while you're looking around, although it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot, a whole lot to really look into. You see at first what looks like a scrap of paper that's just kind of caught behind an end table. This is sort of fallen into the crack behind the table and the wall as little bits of important paper are want to do. And as you pull it out, uh, it's a plain rough parchment uh, inscribed uh, with a brownish ink in what is clearly written arcanum. This is a magical scroll of some kind. And you... Mm cannot natively read what it is. It is not an occult scroll. But I do know that Vera would probably know. Maybe. I'll, uh, I'll come over see if she's trying to read something. Uh, and I'll take a look. Try and Vera see. not also an occult tester. Well, well oh, you, I can't. Not. This looks like gibberish to me. Unfortunately. It looks like the very almost geometric, extremely precise and angular constructions of uh, arcane or somewhat counterintuitively primal magic. Mm -hmm. They share a strange Mm -hmm. amount of underpinnings. It's all straight lines. Maybe Bodiper? Is anybody able to read this? I, I know reading. I know magics. I'm good at it. I'm just oh yeah, local wizard companion here. And the street smarts. And I'm just a little book smart versus the street smart. Book smart is exactly what you need for an arcane scroll such as this. Uh, This piece of paper contains. uh, At first, you you look it over, and it feels like the sort of elemental evocations that are a hallmark of arcane and primal primal magic. This one very much key to the manipulation and uh, conjuration of water. Uh, But you think you read it wrong at first. Because looking it over, you cannot understand why someone would go through the effort of making this spell exist. But what you have found here is a simple bit of magic that would conjure, conjure a small floating rain cloud about five feet in diameter. Uh, and you would conjure it over a target of your choice, where it would stay about arm's length overhead, just raining constantly. Okay. For about a minute. Um, personal is, rain cloud? Yeah, it is, per- if, it is if a if scroll want... of personal rain cloud. Actually what the spell is called, yes. 
it's very convenient if there's like just a little tiny bit of fire, maybe, or uh, are you having maybe a bad you just day? Need to be wet. It's bad like day, a waste really? Of... It's not selling me on this. <laughs> no, I don't know why. It doesn't even do like lightning or nothing. It, we could use it in like the circus. That would be a good use. Ooh. Or and for the splash babies. I name them all. Oh, <laughs> already. Yeah, they each Wonderful. got their own little personalities. Do you want to know? Yes. Mm-hmm. All okay. kinds of them. All right. Uh, we got Flippy. Uh, we got Bog. Uh, Mellow. Muds. This one smooches. And we got Stitch and Waddles. And oh, here's Blinky. Come here, Blinky. Uh, and then we got got ourselves some Wobble down here. Uh, Leapy. Leapy's mm. hopping around. You better be careful about Leapy. Um, we got, um, oh my goodness. Come here, Frogs. She's gathering them back together. Oh no, I think I miscounted. Uh, this one's, no, you're Leapy. This one's Tiggles. Uh, and then this, this pumpkin. I like pumpkin a lot. And then, of course, we got Lily and Flibbit. I think they're twins. Uh, we got Goble, a Beaker. I like Beaker and Pogo, Hopscotch, and Freckles. These are my 19 babies. Wonderful. I love it so much. Thank you. I love them. Such They're a precious. good mother. I'm the best mother. I do appreciate this, you know, from the background. I'm like, hmm. So responsible. Lovely. They all have to have I look back at Yes, they do. I look back at the scroll and then I roll it up and I give it to Bodhi. And I want us to delve further into this cave. I look back at everyone and say, are you ready? Let's find yeah. the mayor. I was right, lost at least. Infinitely more value <laughs> than I ever thought I was going to get out of pelted by tiny frogs for a minute as a wild magic. Yeah. You They're guys all are my the best. Right now. Best. <laughs> you I can't like, take them from her. Come on, babies. I don't want to take them from her. Why would I do that? They're ours now. Oh, we're gonna have to collect so many bugs. We're gonna have so many great circus acts now. <gasps> That's your new circus okay. act. You can you can do like the like the bear training, but with that. Now you're that. You're already old enough for a job. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I have to change your taxes. Oh, oh god. That's a that's a deep hey, cut right there. Your keep. <laughs> but spirits oh, raised the group of you could quite easily uh, move across the entryway here uh, to the door at the far end of the chamber and if you thought the decoration of this entryway of this simple receiving area was impressive uh, the two brass doors that swing open into the rest of the hermitage are carved, uh, kind of matching the theme of this sort of split room here. Uh, A vaguely humanoid figure across the face of each half. Uh, On the right side, a male torso rising up from a whirlwind, lightning in hand, almost like a depiction of Zeus, where on the left, It is a clearly feminine body, 
emerging from sea spray surrounded by a whirling torrent of water. And is, if he wants to throw religion at this, we'll pass it someday. I religion believe check. in you, team. I'm trained. I will roll on, for it. Per- Three. No, twenty two. That's oh. twenty-two. You got there. It's statues. It... So sorry. You Ash. would You would know and, and Ash, you actually said this. And it's so perfect because I, I know you don't know. When you were coming in from the door, you were trying to get some distance on the uh, that path away from the wind and the waves. That is quite literally a depiction of the god Gazra that rules over this temple here in the cliffside. A god literally referred to as the wind and the waves, as Ooh. are his two depictions on either side of the store here. Uh, he is an ambiguous tempest, a raging storm bristling with lightning and thunder, and simultaneously, she is a uh, merciful and graceful goddess emerging from the ocean, uh, supporting these coastal villages, keeping their boats afloat and their nets full. Uh, as a matter of fact, even in the most basic tenets of Gazra, the very concept of this deity's gender is ambiguous, as both of these depictions upon the door are Gazra the two halves of this one hole. I think we found what we were looking for. Maybe? Um, is, is, it's the same god that was on the bag. Their holy symbol the is this leaf with the droplets. Indeed. Um, the bag? It's was exactly there for the bag? Like two days right, ago. Right, right, right. Three days ago? Right. Some days ago. Yeah. When everyone died the first time. Mm. I also found their symbol on this piece of fabric um, in the church. I think. I think it was the church. Uh, yeah, it was the demon cloak. So. Oh. Just has a druid written all over it. Are we, oh are we thinking that that the druids are directly responsible, so we should go in ready to defend ourselves, or are we thinking that uh, the mayor's down there and we should just talk to them? Maybe talk? Let's not be so hasty. Maybe we need to observe our surroundings. Maybe we need a bit of stealth. The quiet one should go first and do a little reconnaissance, as they call it. Well, I'm that's pretty not sneaky. I, I guess I could go. I got 19 babies. Now, yeah. I know you have 19 children at the moment, but are you okay, capable mom. of putting them as. Of course. If we need help, if things go sideways, would you be able to help us in our time of need as long as it doesn't hurt my kids i'm i'm i'll leave ballast to watch the kids 
a little uh, lightning bug uh, comes up, falls on my shoulder. They'll probably he. I'm sorry. There's a oh, bug. These are progs. You've made that a good point. I don't uh, think they've eaten in minutes. So they're probably hungry. That's okay though. Um, I'm sure them in my backpack is lulling them to sleep, so they'll be very quiet, and I'll be trying my best. <sighs> Wonderful. Uh, we will try to be as silent as possible. Yeah, that's right. And I rolled a 15 plus 8 for stealth to go first. Well, as you, uh, you have a fairly large set of doors in front of you that can only be opened so sneakily. Um, yeah. But as you push open the pair of brass doors here, trying, trying for subtlety. Trying so hard. But it's just something that isn't entirely available here. Um, you would reveal a hallway 50 feet long terminating in a golden door with even more ornate and remarkable sculpture across its face. A series of pillars down either side of this main walkway uh, with a single figure of a gray-robed woman standing near the door alone, wooden trident in hand. And she looks over towards the massive brass doors opening as she hears them and you can use that for initiative if you're trying to sneak. That's perfectly viable. Yeah. You would see her standing amidst an absolutely magnificent gallery. Uh, this hallway illuminated with magical light from spheres atop these pillars, as they are not supports holding the ceiling, but almost pedestals, arcing up eight feet overhead with soft, glowing, colorful light emanating out from these orbs perched atop each of them, uh, illuminating an arched ceiling 20 feet above you here in this massive chamber carved into the cavern. The ceiling depicting a cloudy, storm-tossed sky that in the shimmering and moving light of these colorful orbs almost looks like you were truly looking up at a rolling storm head above you. Down towards the ground, mosaic tiles portray the depths of the ocean, with coral reefs, seaweed beds, schools of fish darting to and fro. This woman, standing in the middle, looks your direction and then looks towards something behind one of the pillars in front of her. And from behind it, you see emerge, writhing across the ground, the worm demon from the church. Oh. As you see this come... Am I there? Am I there you well are all though? here at this doorway. You can all see this massive scene before you. The woman behind it oh. raises up her trident, hate across her face, and begins to encant a spell. It seems the question of how we're going to approach them has been near immediately answered for you as the demon worm and his handler do not seem interested in waiting for diplomacy. I'm going to need everyone to roll me some initiative. Can I use my stealth roll? You can absolutely use that stealth roll, yes. 
23. I need a good roll tonight. Yes, well, before I noticed the people, I was twirling my mustache and admiring the work on the ceiling. Alright, there we go. Oh, well, I've got a seven. You were, in fact, twirling your mustache and admiring the ceiling. Yes. Bodie Perp? 17, it went up by one when I leveled. Solid. Let me see. The Worm Demon. Coming forth with a 22. So Vera is going to beat it by one. Oh no. The Priestess with a 29. Whoa, okay. Well, here's the thing. That's intense. (laughs) As this door opens, she turns, immediately sees the group of strange carnival folks she doesn't recognize, and already Frightened Raised is incanting some kind of a spell here. Fire of Flamma! The finest of nature! Rebut ye! And you see a brief swirl of fire emanate out from her staff uh, and dissipate into nothing in the air just just above. But it coalesces into a flame uh, that is going to appear just behind Vera in the doorway on Kasplat. A ball of rolling fire about two feet across. Make me a reflex save, Kasplat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do that. Uh... Oh, yeah, I can do that. 23. All right, solid. With a 23, you are able to uh, dodge out of the way of this as it manifests. Uh, and it is a very contained orb. Surprisingly, nearly no heat seems to radiate out from it as you dodge away. She'll take no damage whatsoever from that attack as a spear still raised up overhead. Uh, she raises her other hand before her. My pass! And uh, with a flash of energy, a shimmering shield appears before her. Vera. Okay, seeing that diplomacy is not an option, um, I'm gonna get... I'm gonna move one step up so that I can get both of them. And I'm going to cast a sound burst. And as Vera does this, um, she looks at the two of them and it's just this cacophony of noises around them explodes. And it sounds like it's ex- it's loud, but it sounds deafening almost in the sense of like you can't hear anything. Not that there- it's a lack of sound, not a sound of explosions. Okay. And they both have to make a fortitude save. All right. The priestess is going to get a 23. Okay, she saves. Uh, I have a 19, so that's Regular not a critical. Regular success. Okay. Yeah, so she'll probably still take half, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so the worm she'll take... demon. Sorry. I was going to say, worm the roll was four. Four? 
four damage. I rolled two, two d10s, and I got four. Well, she will take two points of damage then. Um, the worm demon only gets an 18, and you said your saving throw is 19? 19, yes. It will take four points of damage. Uh, and I believe he's also deaf now. Uh, yeah. He oh. is, and is deafened for one round. Move up and cast is three. The swarm on the ground, you see it pull itself up almost like a coiled snake. And then a sound blast ripples over it. And it rides and recoils. Uh, clearly very disturbed by this. Um, it did not take four damage. It took nearly double that, as this worm seems to be extremely susceptible to sonic damage. Um, and as it rides around in pain here, uh, it is going to launch itself uh -oh. across the floor. Uh, it's maw opening again like a jagged fanged flower, a single almost harpoon-like uh, appendage of a dark gray tongue shooting out from the middle to grab towards you. I should be in front. What's <laughs> a spooky place to live. Yeah, I should not have been here. Uh, 21 to hit you. Yep, that hits. This is gonna hurt. I'm gonna hurt real bad. Does this thing land? It's a pretty big worm, too. The whole girth of this thing is, is nearly as big as you. It's not small. Um, it slams into you with a pretty impressive amount of force and tooth, and you are going to take nine points of oh. piercing damage. Okay. Ouch. Uh, Vera is is hurt, and that was a pretty decent hit. Uh, but it still has one action left, so after slamming into you, it's gonna whip itself back, rip, and come back in for a second strike at a minus five. <laughs> Thirteen to hit. No, I am a little bit more flexible than that. Minus five gets you there, Bodhi Perp. Okay. Uh, it's a double door, right? Like, I can get past the fire? This, yes. It's wide enough you can slip around that fireball under the door. Okay. I would like to kind of slip in and just kind of hit this back corner here. Okay. Um, and then taking taking assessment of the situation, uh, I would like to uh, snowball the cast snowball at the uh, priestess in the back there. Okay. She's saving or are you a, hitting? To hit. It's a, it's a hit spell. So, it's not a lot of damage, but let's see what happens. Here's my other d4. Never a bonk. Okay. I rolled an 18 plus 9, 27 to hit. Uh, 27 as your snowball flies towards her. The shield she has in front of her, she pivots over your direction. The snowball is going to crash through it uh, as it shatters through her defense here. Uh, but that will hit. Okay. Uh, target takes full damage, which would be six damage and has a five-foot speed penalty for one round. Okay. Uh, you will see that it loses near all its velocity crashing through this magical shield that she has. Uh, 
but it does still stick and it does still slow her, which brings us around to Kasplat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, am I the fireball? You're the fireball, yes. Yeah, I can make the fireball slightly smaller. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to set down my little babies right here. And as she does it, she's gonna shimmy it off and be like, okay, I need y'all to be respectful. Okay, this isn't your place. So just be quiet and sit right there with the nice sticks. And then. Going to move here. A pillar there. Oh, is there? They got those those big black circles are these big eight foot pillars with the orbs atop them. Cool, cool, cool. Then you could move around like to here if you wanted to get in. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just didn't want to potentially hit Vera. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Help. (laughs) I'm very squishy. So. My sweet barbarian is gonna rage. Yes. She's feeling feisty. And um she needs my battle axe. I'll never use my battle axe. She's pulling out a weapon and she's raging? Ooh. The only time I've used an axe was in the first episode when I threw it at the snakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true, you did throw it immediately, that. that's right. But that's why I want it in my hands, potentially to throw it later. So, might as well already go ahead and use it. So, I'm going to roll to it. Hell yeah. 26? Hit. 26 is a critical hit upon this thing. It is Woo. just a big worm. It's not very defensive. The baby. Get it. Get him. Get him. And 11 damage. The before double? Oh, well, yeah, I double it, don't I? 22 yeah. damage. <laughs> yes. Pretty solid slam for that one. Um, moving around, getting your axe, and swinging brings us to Tabitha. I will walk right here. And I want to confirm, if I were to cast Bless, it's a five-foot circle around me, correct? Correct. And then I can spend a I can spend a turn to make it another five feet. Right, you can do that next turn. So it'll start at five feet wide, and then every turn you can oh, make it five feet bigger turn. by sustaining. Right. I thought it'd be a bad thing. Okay. So I go and I cast bless, and that is what I'll do. It'll last a what minute, does this look and you like? get a. It'll. I will. What what this looks like? I'll pull out my nice little stash of four leaf clovers. Now rub them in my hands, real nice. Now add some season in there, and I'll just puff it out in the air. 
and the smell of it invigorates all of you. And you all get a plus one status bonus on attack rolls, so just to make you a little, little more of an edge. And I will try to increase that next round. But that is what I do. Right, so for now, fear of feeling particularly blessed here. Right, you, right. Um, the priestess is going to call out, Ye who intrude upon, intrude upon the sacred halls of Gazra, who find yourselves rebuffed by wind and waves both! And uh, holding a trident still aloft here, she swirls it. You see another little wash of fire around the tip as she sees Gisplat's big ol' axe slam uh, come in on this worm demon. This fireball is gonna roll in. It's on top cool. of Tabitha. Hold on, there we go. It's gonna roll in around and back to Kasplat as it chases after your barbarian. Uh, make me another reflex save, Kasplat. Whips around Tabitha. You don't have to dodge it as well in second edition. It's only where it ends up. Right, right. The compound. Thank you for the raid. And it's blessed this Ooh. reflex save. Thank oh, you. is it blessed? But it's theoretically plus... blessed by the chat. So like, it's Cause blessed cause... in spirit. <laughs> it was really bad. It's not a blessing. It's a curse. Oh no. Oh no. It's a, it's a seven. I'm sorry. Just, just a little seven. Seven? Seven is a critical failure. Uh, cool. That's raging cool. as you are, focused up on this worm, you all see this ball of flame slam dead center into Kasplat from behind. You are going to take... What? She goes down. If she goes down, can I use my saw book for her? Is that possible? <sighs> I don't think she's gonna go down, but I don't think she's if gonna she... go down. No, I'm if she ever are... does. You are going to take twenty-four points of fire damage. <gasps> oh okay, okay. blasts into Kasplat. A lesser okay. man might have gone down right then and there, but Kasplat Oh yeah. The lesser man. <laughs> Perfectly fine. That's right. Uh, and with that, w uh, with that motion, as the fireball rushes into the room, she contorts the fingers on her other hand, almost making a shape. Uh, as they kind of kick back and writhe, like gnarled roots rolling out from a tree, as she almost hisses out, "Cortex Palace," and pulls this up towards her chest, and you see sprouting out from her hand, uh, her skin starts to ripple and harden and contort. You see this come uh, down her arm and up her neck from the uh, collar of her robes around her face, looking almost like bark growing up across her skin. Vera. Okay, here's a question. I want to do something maybe not that smart. Can I move <laughs> through the creature's bubble? Yes, I, I want to so move. I want to move here. Uh, I can't click for some reason. I want to move right in you're... front of the wizard chick. If you and want to move, moving through an enemy because he's kind of between the pillars. He's taking up most of the space in this hallway. Uh, you do something called tumbling through, uh, okay. 
which is an acrobatics check. Okay. Against their reflex save. So okay. it's basically, you gotta be more nimble than it is to get okay. through. I want to do that. All right, give me an acrobatics check. Okay. I love this. I, I love this new rolling. Uh, I have an 18 plus three, so 21. 21 will do it. Okay. As you see, very um, nimbly split past, charging down the hall towards the sorceress. And is that one action? And it's just one action, yes, when okay. you succeed. Awesome. And then so with my last two actions, I'm going to grab her hand and cast Touch of Idiocy on her and tell her, oh. you will not hurt my friends. And she has to make a, a will save. I love Touch of Idiocy. Oh, it's time to cast Stupid. Oh, good. Um, Idiot. <laughs> as you touch and you discharge the magic from your hand into her, uh, you're looking straight into her face here and her eyes sort of flare up. And uh, immediately, your mind is assailed by what feels like a rolling storm thundering through your consciousness. I need you to make a will oh, save. No. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, natural. I'm very confused on what I just rolled, and I will show you all what just happened. Uh, it says a 20 on the die, but it also says a total of six, which I don't know why the rolling <laughs> dice... I'll, I posted it into our chat. I don't know which is happening. Oh, it's because it's on the six. <sighs> I think the angle oh, makes okay. it look like it's a 20. Oh, no. Okay, but well, I got a six plus seven, it, it so I have a 13. <laughs> Only got a 13. That looks 20 to me. I'm I know, it looks like <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever we use virtual platforms, this is why you always gotta go with what it says because yeah. they're not the greatest at the actual simulation of the die rolling. I'm gonna throw that in chat to me. so they can look at it. It looks know, hella cocked. Do I just roll it again? That looks yeah, really cocked. Really I think we should roll it again. If that yeah, happened yeah. in a dice tray, I'd roll it again. Roll it again. I am not doing well, but I did better. I got a nine. <laughs> On the die. Three higher. <laughs> nine plus That's seven. So it is doing a little better. Nine plus seven, so I have a, uh, a sixteen. Not a great point. A sixteen is going to fail. Uh, oh. You are going to take eleven points of mental damage um, from this recoiling blast into your mm. mind here. But this does not prevent her from making the saving throw. She gets an 18? What was your DC? 19. She fails. She is that. now uh, stupefied too. Ooh. That's pretty good on a caster. So for those you knew the system, because stupefied is a new thing in second edition. I... Um, not only is all of the saving throws for all of her spells too lower, she has to make a flat check to be able to even compose herself enough to cast. Oh, heck. 
And okay. it's stupefied too, she has to roll a seven. So it's like a 35% chance to just fail to cast out, right? Okay. Worth almost going down for. <laughs> I'll Help pick me. you up. Brings us Thank you. This worm demon who is going to sidle back away from Kasplat, recoiling from this incredible hit that it just took, uh, slithering across the ground, not gracefully like a snake, but almost pulling itself with these uh, sort of rolls of flesh down its body, uh, like a rapid little slug that just slides between these two pillars. And it stands up and a voice emanates out from its open maw. And a spell ripples out from it across the room. And I need everyone to make a will save. Oh, great. Mm. All right. Is there is question for the DM? Since I'm new Answer. to the system. Of course. Is, is it not one on a uh, skill check bad? Oof. All right, so there's a like general, D &D? like, priority of things that are bad. A nat yeah, one yeah. on a saving throw is among the most bad things. A nat one on a will saving throw is, like, the worst possible but it's a, thing. But it's an eight. But it's not a one, it's an eight? What's a what nat? What can you do with a nat one plus a, eight? It's a, it's a natural one. Yeah, you go with okay. the uh, The bad times. Alright, how this about This is a bad time. <laughs> I got a nine. Oof. I'm unnatural 20. And I got a 21. A nine is I'm exactly not <gasps> a critical failure. Oh, thank By God. By one. It's a regular failure. <laughs> 20 is a regular success. And what did you say you got, Kasplat? 21. 21's a regular success as well. Okay, uh, so uh, you, you whole... feel, it's, yeah, you got the whole spectrum here. We got like everything. <laughs> right, right. All of you feel a foreboding yep. sense of fear of differing levels across the group. If you succeeded, you're frightened one. If you failed, you're frightened two. If you critically failed, you're frightened three, um, okay. which is Vera, uh, which yep. is going to put a penalty on basically your everything as this magical fear claws at your mind and seeds you with doubt. It is going to be that thing's whole turn, which brings us to Bodhi Prayer. Cool. Cool beans. Uh, I don't skill. lose an action or anything here, right? No, the Frightened One is just a minus <laughs> one to your rolls and your DCs. Okay. Uh, for my first two actions here, Squiddish, I'm going to utilize this uh, scroll that Tabitha had recently handed me of personal rain cloud. Unless it's a touch. If it's a touch, it's different. Check, hold on. It's 30 feet, it's not a touch, no. Okay, then uh, it starts to drizzle and eventually uh, downpour upon uh, Splat, giving her uh, resistance two to fire, I believe. Yeah, resistance That's correct. two. correct. It's oh, not yeah. like a heavy downpour, but the continuous rain quenches this flaming ball slamming into her somewhat. Uh, and then 
for my final action, I'm going to utilize a thing that I've been able to do this entire time, but have never done. Uh, and that's oh, going to be uh, drain my bonded object. Ah, the wizard. So I'm going to use the bonded object uh, to cast Snowball again, because that's the only spell I've cast today, uh, at this snake creature that just tried to frighten everybody. The bonded object gives you the spell back. So you can cast it again, but doesn't immediately recast it. So that basically recharges your Snowball to be able to use again. But I believe it oh, does okay. not cost an action. You can just do it. So you still have one action left. Okay. Got it. Okay. Well, now that that slightly changes things, uh, I will. I will. Yeet a dagger at the snake from my distance. <laughs> Yeet it up, Bodie Perp the Battle Wizard. Just, and I'm going to minus one. Minus one, correct. Uh, and on the die, I believe in Path Builder, you can tell Path Builder that you're frightened one or whatever, <laughs> and it will actually change your sheet for you. Yeah, I added nice. a three, and it's very red numbers everywhere. Oh, I'm oh, sure man. it is. <laughs> I love my negative <laughs> modifiers. Does Oh, yeah, everything's red now. Everything. Does a 16 hit. 16 exactly hits the writhing worm. Nice. You take three points of damage from my little dagger. My little gnome dagger. He has been poked. And at the end of your turn, the frightened condition automatically um, reduces as you steady yourself. So you are no longer frightened. It's flat. You are wet now. I'm wet? It's raining on you. Cavoni cast personal rain cloud on you. You're being rained on. My bad. Um. You know what sounds fun? Throwing my axe. Yeah. I'm a rage thrower. <laughs> I knew it was cool. You ain't so holding on to that axe. Uh, you know, I just it moved away and I'm, my fingers are feeling a way that needs to throw it. <laughs> so, I'm gonna throw it this sweet thing. Give me your ranged attack roll with the minus one from Fred. If you step into my square, it's a plus one. Okay, <laughs> that minus one. <laughs> That's true. Well, it will even out if you move closer to Tabitha before you throw it. But if you move closer to Tabitha, you could also just hit it, probably. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Oh, I mean, I don't think I need it. Got an 18. Oh, 18 will hit. Sweet. And you get your rage bonus on the throw from raging thrower that extra damage. Hell yeah, let's roll for damage. Ten, so twenty. Or no? Twenty. I don't know. My no, rage the bonus doubled is. because you crit last time. Uh, oh, that's right. The rage. Okay, so ten. Let me look at my rage. Yeah, what are you doing on Path Builder? Because it probably doesn't oh, include wow. your rage. 
Well, ooh. Plus two. That's exactly what we needed. That's exactly the number that we wanted to see as this X slams into what is functionally <laughs> just a big snake and pretty much does session one again. <laughs> yeah, I, I throw it and it um is lodged. I get flashback. Right into its forehead. That leaves you with two actions left still, because what? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Far away am I from you? I wouldn't be able to make it to her, right? Um, well, I guess you would movement. need to go. Good. It would take you both of your two actions because she's between oh, these her. two pillars. Uh, but if you moved and then moved again, you could absolutely get there. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, well, uh, I'll use those and we'll sneak up behind her. Oh, you might need to move my little fireball. <laughs> well, the fireball doesn't move yet. Fireball moves on her turn. Uh, oh. So Jabatha will walk here just to give you know, a little bonus. Thank you. And honestly, it wouldn't matter if I... Well, I guess I could... How many feet is that? I just did... Um, 15, 20. That's exactly my movement. Okay. So instead of doing that, I think I'm just going to do... Ooh. You're in the way now because I stood behind you. Oh no. No, that's not bad. That's not bad. She I will block you with my body. <laughs> right? Since she's already I can probably tell that she's frightened. I don't think it would really help to do a fear thing, right? Um the priest? Yeah on the priest. The priest doesn't look frightened at all. The priest is stupid now. Um, but oh, she's stupid, not frightened. Stupid. I mean, I moved and if I do it, so I'm here. I'm going to I'm going to do fear. I want to see if if I can get something done with fear. All right. And uh stupefied is a penalty to her will saves as well. Nice. So she has a minus 2 to this roll. Oh, hey. Stupefy, I told awesome. you, Stupefy's real good on casters. I, it's I, I so didn't good. tell you. You told me that. What is my save? 27. Oh my gosh, she uh, saved. Because I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's probably a 24. If I wasn't frightened, she would be right under it, I think. Damn it. Okay. So yeah, I try to cast fear. That doesn't work out. Too stupid to be scared. Apparently. Um, she kind of recalls back from this and, and sees Kasplat behind her, and you you see her blink a couple of times, almost in confusion, and uh, quickly whirls her spear around one more time. And uh, yes, indeed, the fireball goes zooming around the room uh, back to Kasplat. Uh She's not currently smart enough to not slam it into someone who has fire resistance. So yeah, make me a reflex save. Do I still have the water thingy? Yes, that gives you that makes you take less damage. It doesn't help you with the reflex save, but it will hurt you oh. less if you fail. Okay. Twenty-two. 
22 succeeds. Um, and with that again, you're ready this time. And you're able to dodge out of the way as this thing sails just a little bit past you. Uh, stopping and losing momentum like it go like it's going to swing back, but she diverts her attention to this spear and to Vera in front of you. Hello. And, uh, she twists this trident around and then calls out, Wind in the waves, guide my strike! And just swipes it towards Vera. Uh, too dumb to cast? Swing stick. Oh, what are you trying to say? She got a 14. Melee, not her forte. Just misses. I have a 15 now. Ooh. And uh, swinging at once, she again just presses the assault, whipping it back at a minus 5. Okay, so 12 minus 5 is 7. Is 17. On the backswing. My dice! No, come back! I'm not dexterous either. Uh, and as this un unable, terrified as you are to intelligently dodge this second strike, you are going to take another 10 points of damage. I'm at negative one. Do we have negative ones in this? We don't have negative anymore, but this is the first time somebody has dropped. Yep, uh, I as you go immediately down, fall. Back into... This strike is... Into Tabitha. This bear kind of crumples into you here, Tabitha. In second edition, we have a completely different dying system where you don't die instantaneously if you get to negative your con. And you know what? I'm okay right. with removing the instantaneous death thing. Um, you are now... Dying one. Okay. Uh, because you just went down yes. to a regular hit. So your initiative okay. moves to right before the person who knocked you down. So everybody else will get a chance to intervene before you start having to make death saves. If it comes back okay. around to your turn and nobody has stabilized you or healed you, you will just be rolling a flat d20 with basically a 50-50 chance. 11 plus no modifiers whatsoever to stabilize naturally or to succumb to death uh, okay. and you will go to dying Ugh. too and I and I go to the back of the initiative because I would be next exactly that kicks okay. you to the back of the initiative so the, okay. uh, the intention is the rest of the party has a chance to intervene before you have to start making death saves gotcha. so if you succeed okay. at that roll you stabilize if you fail you go to dying too and we'll cover that if we get there uh, okay. but that is all of her actions which means it's Bodhi Perp's turn Okay, uh, well that's not good. <clears throat> uh, but now that this snake guy is out of the way, and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, how many acts? That? Hey, I'm going to ooh, just get a little bit better kind of vantage here, uh, and then I'm going Join to join the cast... conga line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to cast a spell called Sudden Bolt. Uh. Ooh. Which calls down a, a small bolt of lightning on the target, de dealing 4d12 electricity. Definitely just zap a guy. Um, uh, it says basic reflex as a save. Okay. How quick is she? Not. Not at all. She is a wizard. Okay. <laughs> yes. 
Zapper. El- Eleven. Uh, that's against my DC, right? Against your spell DC, and you're not frightened yeah, anymore, so it should be your full spell DC. Yeah, it's 19. So she's just uh, gonna fail. She's gonna take 4d12 electrical damage. Uh, okay. Ew, so. Wow. Oh my. Oof. Be 41. 41 damage. What did you roll? What? I rolled two 12s. How did you do that? And the six. My math. That's oh right, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Two 12s, 24, and 11 is 33, and a six is 39. 39. But. Uh, holy crap! <laughs> you, oh my. Oh no. Two 12s is 24, plus 6 is 30, 11, 41. Right. Oh, you're, you're right, you're yes. right. Oh, no, you're right, yeah. 41, I'm dumb. Ooh. Holy crap, all right, well, that's a freaking blast of lightning right there. Um, As that absolutely rips through this sorceress here. Uh, what what does this look like, Cody Perp? Uh, I think it's more uh, shocking Every ha, oh well, because gosh. of like, um, uh-huh. like it's it's a new thing to Bodhi Perp, uh, so he's just kind of like, eh, points his finger up in the air. This like you, the smell of ozone fills the the room first, and there's this like yeah. quick discharge. It's just right down, um, and with the, the, the bright flash. Uh, when it when it clears from the vision, it's just uh, like a smoldering pair of boots, kind of there. Amazing. Uh, you see this like... this smoke emanating up for a brief moment, and just this hunched cloaked figure here with the trident in her hand, just dazed. She snaps her head up and looks right in Bodhi Perp's eyes. You think a god would let you defile his sanctum? <laughs> He is not down. He is still up. Because Flat. Because wants to first say, well, I mean, God gave me a bunch of frog babies. It's doing great. <laughs> and then she wants to punch her in the back of the neck. Fair enough. <laughs> She's right there. Blamper. Yeah. <laughs> You're right in the back of the like, hell yeah, I definitely hit with a 27. <laughs> <laughs> 27 crits! This is great. So, I love this. So what, yes. so what happens to her? She's definitely going down to that one. That just worm, what like happens to her? That worm yeah, was so, all talk. We should have fought that worm earlier, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she says what she says, and she's like, and honestly, I need to get back to my baby, so you gotta go to sleep, honey. She's gonna veer up. <laughs> And she gonna punch her in the back of the neck. <laughs> As Kisplat just cracks her, her body slams into the pillar next to her and just crumples <laughs> onto the ground. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I Without immediately soothe. I uh, soothe Vera immediately. Thank you. Ow. Without the sorceress's command, this fireball, as it seems to swing to head back towards Kisplat, dissipates into a puff of steam, uh, leaving the room suddenly empty and silent as Tabitha frantically throws some magic into, into uh, Vera here. How much HP do I get back? 
Do I just get the HP back once she uses Soothe? Yeah, you'll get whatever amount she rolls out here. Okay. All of the music. Is this a first level Soothe or a second level Soothe? Got it. I'll roll for Soothe. Oh, I see. I see. Give me just a second to get it. A five. Thank you. Five is greater than zero. So, Vera, last you saw was this frantic swiping of the trident towards you, and then suddenly you wake up in a pretty impressive amount of pain, foggy as your vision comes back to you, and you are staring at this rolling storm on the ceiling 20 feet above you. What, what happened? What, what, why is it raining inside? (laughs) (laughs) That was to protect uh, a splat from the fire pool. That was the scroll that Tabitha found. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. A lot of things are happening. Okay. As Uh, she says that, you hear a low boom emanate from the golden doors right behind the sorceress here. And you look over towards this massive gilded bronze door, uh, 15 feet high. Uh, sculpted across its face with a fantastic diorama of animals of all kinds. Fish swimming through a sea down one side, beasts walking the earth next to it, and birds to the sky above. And as you look, this boom, all of the uh, reliefs of these animals upon the door turn. Looking out of the door towards the group of you standing in this hallway. Am I you imagining see a shimmer that? race across the door and a voice seemingly from nowhere. You're not sure if it's from the door, just echoing through the room, or just even it within your own heads, rumbling like a wave, crackling like thunder. Corruption has shut this door. But that cannot keep us out. Cleanse these halls of the corrupted that infest it, and this door will open for you. The fate of this land rests in your hearts and your hands. In a flash, there's no... There's no motion, there's no movement. You just kind of blink and the door is exactly back to how it was. The animals are no longer facing you. They're sculpted in their majestic poses as they were. It looks exactly as it was when you entered the room. Am I imagining things? I don't think you are. That looks very real. Okay. Well, I ain't got time to save the world, but... And she's going to start running out the door they came in. I gotta save my babies. I'm gonna grab her backpack and put it back on. Oh, thank y'all for behaving. You did so good. I'm wonderful. 
if, if, if I'm understanding correctly, uh, we're supposed to clean the, the hallways of bad guys or evil or something? Uh, I mean, <sighs> you're wearing many hats. It's a lot of work. Like Vera's almost dead. Yeah, I think I might have almost. I don't feel good at all. I that that pie that we made earlier would that help? Uh, it certainly would. I feed you a Can't pie. Hurt. I will Hopefully gladly can... take the pie and just consume it. It is Taking the one best of... thing I've ever had. One of Tabitha's delicious, fortifying pies, you will gain one more hit point. You have six now. Wonderful. 20% increase in the amount of health that you have. Pie is amazing, and that made me happy. I can also soothe myself, uh, but I will wait for that. And also, I don't know if this is the first time we've had, like, really severe damage, I think. Uh, In second edition, you don't have to use magic to heal. You can take... 10 minutes to use medicine to either tend to yourself or have one of any of you that are possibly better at medicine tend to Vera uh, to attempt to just like bandage up her wounds, apply some poultices, clean it up as well as you can, uh, treat her in a mundane fashion without any magic. And as a matter of fact, until you do, coming back to the brink of death, you right now, Vera, are wounded one, which means should you go down again, You will not go to dying one. You will go straight to dying two. And be within risk of dying instantly should you critically fail your death save. Four is death. Very possible. Yeah, yeah, uh, with my rolls. Yes. That is something (sighs) that can uh, perhaps wait until next time. As I think here... Oh, as no. what may very well be the voice of God booms out from this door at us. It's a fine place to leave today's session for next week. And do you know what next week is? It's the finale. It's going to be bad. It's going to be good. It's it's, going to be well, you got all of the bad dice today, which yes. is good, because for the final <laughs> episode, for the end of the greatest roll on earth, at least for now, uh, you can't possibly roll that badly twice, right? No. The power of positive <laughs> thinking. But you have survived for now to our final act. Next week, same dad time, same dad channel. Good night, everybody.